Welcome to The Art of Leadership with your host, Nina Ellison. Today, you are invited to join Nina for an educational podcast that elevates the value of soft skills in leadership. I am Nina Ellison, exploring the underlying dimensions of soft skills. You know, those skills that impact up to 75% of your success. In March 2020, an interesting study called the Heckinger Report looked at Chicago high school students where schools putting soft skills ahead of test scores produced students with higher grades, fewer absences, and fewer disciplinary problems. The students who attended these high schools also graduated and went to college at a higher rate. That's quite a snapshot of the impact of soft skills from a completely different perspective. If you were to Google soft skills, you might see things like complex problem solving, critical thinking, work ethic, creativity, persuasion, collaboration, and I could go on. There are hundreds of soft skill courses you can sign up for. Yet, as I talk with those who are seeking to gain these skills, I hear a frustration that there's still something missing and they aren't seeing the impact that they anticipated. Interesting that most of the conversation then tends to focus on the inadequacies of the course, and and that may be part of the issue. However, I believe that one of the missing ingredients involves a commitment to the underlying dimension of soft skills. And all of a sudden, I've gotten very personal as I shift the focus away from the external thinking of what is missing to the internal thinking of what is influencing the impact of personal growth for you and for me. With the development of soft skills, we're not in a sprint. We're in a marathon. And it's obvious to us all that this idea of self-discipline is no easy matter. For one thing, our, our world craves quick, instant results that can be seen and measured with a rapid turnaround time. Self-discipline often doesn't flow that way. Perhaps if you're like me, I even put off, you know, I delay it by telling myself that increasing self-discipline in a certain area is a nice-to-have, one-day-when-I-have-time kind of strategy, (laughs) focusing only on the obvious needs of the tasks in front of me that must be completed. (laughs) It reminds me of a box my mother had in her closet that she had labeled as open and organized on a rainy day when there is nothing else to do. You know it. That box was never opened. That nothing else to do time never came. So the title of this podcast uses the word crucible. Crucibles are containers that are designed to withstand incredible temperatures so that the contents placed within are not only melted, but changed, transformed. So my mom's box never made it to the crucible. And you and I have areas we know we need to change to grow and to learn, but those areas never make it into the crucible. These areas we identify are never placed on the hot seat. When I think of a crucible in leadership, I recall the times in my life where an intense situation or a significant experience empowered me in making a decision that I would not normally make. In other words, I felt the heat. And I responded. 
most of us could probably point to times, the most difficult times of growth, where we can identify the crucibles that made us who we are. But what then? The question I ask myself is, okay, what happens after the heat? After the enormity of the experience has become a memory, after the thrill of this engaging course of action, how do we achieve the ability to consistently keep moving forward? Based on my own struggles and failures, I would say self-discipline. Self-discipline becomes the underlying consistency in our accomplishments. John Winters, the author of Self-Discipline, indicates that nothing great was ever accomplished without self-discipline. And the good news is that even if you are listening and immediately thinking of times where you plan to have discipline to change something but failed, the facts tell us that this doesn't mean you will fail every time. You have the willpower to advance the use of self-discipline in your life, and it can be influenced by your choice of thoughts. Did you know that your habits are encoded in your brain by well-entrenched neural pathways? In fact, some researchers say that up to 95% of our lives are based on the habits that move us forward. Think about when you head home. Sometimes you arrive and you didn't even think about each turn or each decision you made to arrive. It reminds me of the difference between a road well-traveled and a path seldom used. And again, John Winters in his book on self-discipline provides some terrific insights into how we can turn a path seldom used into a well-traveled path. How we can use the part of our brain responsible for the kind of thinking needed in self-discipline. Let's briefly discuss this concept of neuroplasticity. Neuroplasticity is the way that our neurons fire in our brains. And the plasticity of the brain allows us to override the neural pathways that are there and guide us to form new pathways that can lead us to beneficial and productive behaviors, such as the desires we have for self-discipline. When we want to embrace something new, like let's talk about the soft skill of critical thinking. I've heard others say, oh, I studied a course on critical thinking, but I didn't see it as very helpful. Either that or I'm, I'm not good at it, or I just didn't get it. So how can self-discipline change this scenario? This change must include a shift in focus. Rather than looking at the whole of critical thinking and trying to get it, or trying to say whether you're good at it or not, break it down into segments such as observation, interpretation, reflection, and so on. Then, set up a goal such as, I can identify the use of one critical thinking skill. Let's just say observation. I want to use observation at least once every day so that at the end of the week, I can readily see and measure that I am starting to use the skill of observation. The next week, I'll increase my goal to twice a day. And by the end of the month, I will have developed proficiency in observation so that I'm able to measure not only my use of observation, in seeking to learn more about critical thinking, but I am also gaining confidence in the way I express my growth through observation. Neuroplasticity is activated when we actively choose to change our focus. You and I can literally reorganize the synapses or the connections between the neurons of our brain. 
And the more we use this connection or this pathway, the stronger it is and the easier it is to activate in the future. <laughs> and, and I can imagine you may be thinking, wow, this is going to take forever to get Nina up and running as a critical thinker if she's going this deep and this focused. But if you agree with the idea that we can build pathways, we will get more effective over time. But also, and, and this is really important, this is the part we are often missing today. Moving slowly, getting focused, we will become grounded in the basic principles in this example, of critical thinking. And this is transformative for your future. Does this give you a new perspective to the idea of exercising self-discipline? Whether you are already in a journey of self-discipline, there's always potential for each of us to grow and to develop. Choosing the consistency of our thoughts can lead us down this path of self-discipline, no matter how young or how old you are. And obviously, this is just the tip of the iceberg on how we can use our brain to support our underlying growth and development. There is so much more, but I'm going to stop with this principle of neuroplasticity and add a shout out to the willpower that partners with neuroplasticity in building these paths. Today, let me leave you with four steps to get started in building these new pathways in self-discipline. Number one, get really focused. Like the example I just gave on picking one aspect of critical thinking, such as observation. And it's probably good to pause for a moment and remind us that self-discipline is not necessarily pleasant. It's the results that bring the pleasure. When the value is added, when people follow you because they want to lean in to a leader who embraces this underlying dimension of self-control that then translates into managing the nuances in everyday work. And every one of us has room to grow in this area of our lives. So number two, figure out how you're going to measure small wins. When I think of this action step, I'm always reminded of the research on the progress principle. Check out my podcast on action steps for the progress thinker if you, if you want to go back and learn some more. And number three, establish the guidelines you plan to follow. And these are the things that you are going to do even when you don't feel like it. So make them realistic. <laughs> and then last, celebrate, preferably with someone like an accountability partner. Optimizing neuroplasticity is a lifelong process. Learning how to use the benefits of his principles includes the idea that celebration and positive conversations communicate to the prefrontal cortex, which is where some of this neuroplasticity is happening. It allows us to pay even more attention to what we are seeking to accomplish with self-discipline. So there's a connection between celebration and self-discipline. I think we would all agree that self-discipline becomes more and more rewarding the more we engage in it, yet we all have times when we miss the mark. I know I do. No human being is ever self-disciplined all the time. And today I want to call it out recognizing it for the role it plays in our truly embracing some of the hardest skills, soft skills, we could ever learn. Self-discipline opens up windows of opportunity, whether you're looking at physical, emotional, intellectual, or spiritual growth and development. Let me leave you with this question. Are you open to facing the heat of transformation through the hard work of learning more about effective self-discipline? And, and the truth is, 
This is really hard work and so worth it. Are you looking for a coach, for someone to help you as you think through your growth and development? You can find me at www.healthyleadership.online. There's an action button there for us to connect for a free call. I'd love to chat with you and find out how I could help you.